go to church with your family. Um, live that life in front of them. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to live that life in front of your children and, and show them how, how awesome it can be and how good it is. Mm. Um, and just talk with them. Answer their questions. Show them what it means to pray. Show them how to pray. You know, show them the things that need to be shown. I mean, it's it's not our parish's job to teach us how to be Catholic 100%. Like, we have to do some of the legwork on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that's going to come from our parents. That's that's us. So we need to get out there and step it up and and start having a more deeper relationship with, with our church and with our children. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the Pime Missionaries. The Pime Missionaries are Catholic priests and brothers changing lives and sharing the merciful joy of Christ with those who need it most through the Pime Sponsorships at a Distance program. Become a Pime sponsor today and bring lasting change to the life of a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or a seminarian. Learn about the impact that you can have at pimeusa.org 52 sponsorships. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Russell Joyce. And I'm Tim McCormick, so grab a coffee, head out to the porch, kick your feet up. We're hosting this one this week. It's Father's Day weekend. Um, excuse me. Yes? You're in my chair. Um, on my microphone. Yeah, what, what's going on? Stretching out my headphones. Ooh, didn't you get the memo? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. came out a couple days ago. Yeah. The memo. <laughs> huh. Must have missed that one. Yeah, we're, we're taking over. Wow. All right. Let's see if they can uh, live up to the challenge. Well, happy early Father's Day to both of you. Yes. Yes, please. Thank can you. we maybe make sure we don't leave the seat up and the place isn't a mess after Gross. you're done? No promises. Yeah. <laughs> There's children in the house. We got Anything kids. Can happen. <laughs> it's true. That, that's true. Just be sure to stay focused. No video games. No. Right? Okay. Maybe. We'll try. Mm. That's <laughs> the try. best we can offer today. I'm okay. sorry. All right. Since this coming Sunday is Father's Day, we thought this week would be a good time to bring the dads in our lives to talk with us about all things fatherhood. Now, Nicole... I feel like a little hazing might be in order. Yes, this seems appropriate. Right? Can we like borrow from Father Big Cheese podcast king Steve Pullis? Yeah, we're going to need some uh, Motown walk-up music for this one. Again, yeah, absolutely. We have some rapid-fire questions for you guys. Yes, indeed. All right, you want to start? Yes. We'll start with Tim first. All right. Question one. Gas or charcoal grill? You know, I have a lot of friends who are really into grilling and smoking their meats and all that. I'm not really that kind of person, so, you know, a gas grill is just perfectly fine for mm, me. Okay. Uh, favorite superhero? Uh, Superman. Favorite TV show as a kid? Yeah, um, I would have to go with probably Seinfeld. Um, as well, a kid? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I love was, both of us I loved the same that, question. You know? I think I came out in 89 <laughs> or 88. I loved watching that on I was on wondering NBC. if he was going to stretch it and go with Godzilla, but I guess well, it's a movie. A that's show. not really a show. Yeah, a movie, Fair right? enough. That's yeah, a way of life. What would you prefer, diaper duty or bath duty? Um, definitely diaper duty. It's it's quicker. And mm. once you know how to do it, you're, it's, it takes a minute. I diaper. always find you end up taking the bath yourself at some points, especially yeah. in the toddler years. It's like they have a bath and they're and now watered. No, I'm right. the one who's still wet. Right. And you're all dry yeah. and cozy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your biggest kid pet peeve? Something your kids do that drives you crazy? Oh, 
Um, I mean, the general stuff, of course, of not listening, uh, leaving things out. You know, here's the thing. We, I drive them home every day from school, and we go over the same thing every day. Please make sure to put your lunch over by the counter. Put your bottles over there so I can wash it every day one of them doesn't do it. Oh, so, so you're talking about that phenomenon of like every day my kid acts like I don't ask him to do this every day. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's five days a week. They we get should. the morning rush of the socks, shoes, school, bags, mm. lunch, water. He yeah. gets the other end. We've done this hundreds of times at this point. You would think yeah. they would know kind of the routine, but. Mm-hmm. Memory reset button. Right. <laughs> every day they go to sleep when they wake up, they forget it's like everything we're on from the Men in before. Black or something. Hmm. What is your biggest wife pet peeve? Oh, this could be trouble. Um, <laughs> be careful here. It's it's what? definitely laundry, right? It's, mm. you know, uh, I typically will do the laundry, but, you know, my wife, God bless her, um, <laughs> will say she's do- doing laundry. I do the laundry. Yes, the but laundry is done. No, putting the, the laundry in the washing machine and then tossing it in the dryer and then leaving it in the dryer <laughs> it's clean. does not count. That's like I maybe mean, half a load. Maybe. So it's the putting the laundry away. Because nobody Cause likes to do that. the laundry's done. No. It's clean. It is clean. It's wrinkled. It's clean. But it's... Um, <laughs> it's like, it's wrinkled. But, you know, <laughs> Saturday rolls around and it's my turn, you know, to do the laundry and, hey... Did some towels and I open up the nice uh, dryer and what's there? A large load of laundry that needs to be put away. Well, I mean, the kids need clean clothes. Well, yes, they need them hung up as well, right? Eh. Oh, dear. Maybe, maybe. Eh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Did right. you have one more I do. Question? I have one oh. other surprise, a rapid fire question. If the kids were in charge of your tombstone one day, what saying would they engrave? Hmm. He gave me gum. <laughs> He gave me gum. Epic. That is an inside joke. Yes. Here lies dad. Was he, he gave was me gum. First, no, first it was preschool. Yeah. This was preschool. So for Father's Day, like for Mother's Day, they did the nice sign. And I got the, I love my mom because she's beautiful. And his was, I love my dad because he gives me gum. <laughs> That's what I'm there for. Yeah. Gum is a big thing to a kid. It's important. It is a big thing to a kid. We were actually just talking on the way here. I'm like, because our kids are with his mom. And so now they're on like kids messenger. And so they'll message us through the day. And so like our son will message me to be like, I don't feel good. Can you drop off some medicine? Uh, you know, I just, I'm worried about this. And then they message him to be like, can we have this game? <laughs> <laughs> like so they come to mom for the like I don't feel good and they go to right. you when they want something. They know who to ask. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating. All right, Russ. Your yes. turn. Okay. Gas or charcoal? Gas if it's a quick okay. cook. Uh charcoal if it's a long party and I'm growing a lot of stuff. All right. Fair enough. Favorite superhero? Uh Captain America. Favorite TV show as a kid? Uh, the cartoon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, excellent. Turtle power. Donatello, if anyone was wondering. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Diaper duty or bath duty? I'm going to copy and say diaper duty. It is quicker, mm-hmm. uh, especially once you know what you're doing by, by child number three or four. Yeah. Usually you can get that thing done pretty quick. Okay. Biggest kid pet peeve? There's just so many to choose from. <laughs> Uh, the staring at you, asking you a question, and not hearing the answer that you immediately give them. Oh, yes. And then they ask you the same question again while staring at you. Yes. Uh-huh. Or what? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Biggest wife pet peeve. <laughs> she already knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> I love my wife. God bless her, too. Thank you. She is so busy and does so much that she has no time for the little things. 
one of those little things includes taking an item and opening the lid mm -hmm. and setting it down and then just setting the lid back on and walking away, not securing the lid in any way. <laughs> so I mean, when I come up to clean up after her whirlwind of activity, <laughs> I reach for something only to find the lid is not affixed <laughs> to it. And I've learned now to grab it by the item itself and not from the top because Fair. on more than one occasion, things have toppled over or spilled or... Mm. Notice how he place. wraps it in a compliment. He's like, he she's so busy. busy. Yes. She does so many yes. things. That's a, that's a good tip, husbands. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Same for you. If the kids were to write your epitaph one day, what what would they say? Get out of my chair. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's a big one for us, too. Yep. But, yeah. He gave me gum works better for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we aren't just here to banter with our husbands. Although, ladies, if you want to ask your husbands these questions and write us Write to us at our new email address, which is beyondsunday at aod.org. Yes, we have an email address We now. would love to know what your husbands have to say as well, especially the pet peeves and maybe the epitaph. But let's pray for long, blessed lives together. Yes, amen. Yeah. But let's get into this. Really, we wanted to sit down and talk with you guys because they hear a lot from us about our parenting stories and woes and uh, mistakes and just our, our conversation and our reflections. But really, we wanted a moment to honor the dads because as much as we talk, we know we could not do what we do without the support that both of you give us. Amen. This is a, it's a team sport, sometimes man-on-man, -man, sometimes zone defense, <laughs> but it's a team sport. So getting to know you guys a little better, which saints do you most connect with as a dad? Or you know, if you want to choose like a um, figure from, from scripture, just as you're, you're thinking of your own spirituality, something that feeds you as a father, as a husband, which saint or biblical character would you say most resonates with you and why? Well, to quote the great Saint Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, is Russ the silent type? He is relatively quiet, yes, okay. I would say, unless he knows you, um, or this is really weird, if he knows you really well, he'll stay silent, but if he kind of knows you, he will fill the void, and if he doesn't know you at all, he will talk endlessly. <laughs> it's it's very interesting how okay. much this man can talk with people at, like, the grocery store, Okay. or remain completely silent at, like, you know, a family birthday party. That's amazing. If yeah. I know you, what else do I have to say? Hmm. It's okay. already been said. Fair enough. Does he also take a lot of naps? Do people speak to you in your dreams? He does nap pretty frequently. That is in the chair. In the chair. In the chair. That but I don't remember any dreams. I just wake up. Okay. <laughs> so we just like the Same silence thing. of St. Joseph. Yes. Okay. We so actually have a, a little figure of sleeping St. Joseph. I love that one. Yes. Uh, yeah. I probably would have to go with St. Paul. I think about him as someone who always was worried about the churches he founded, you know, and I feel like in some ways it's like my kids, you know, what are mm -hmm. they doing? What's going on at home? Um, you know, are they listening in school? All those things. And what, of course, what does he do? He, he writes them letters all the mm -hmm. time, Philippians and Colossians and all that. And it's fun. It's, you know, one of my, my daughter, she emails me at times during the school day. Um, and so sometimes I, feel I like get messages from the principal telling me to tell my husband to stop emailing back. Yeah, it's... That is amazing. It's great, though. She's So like, you get to be classroom management for two yeah. people... Yes, I do. ...neither of whom are actually in your classroom. Not at the moment. Now, my <laughs> daughter is in my class. Sometimes, mm, yes. Yeah, but no. Yeah, yeah that's fun. Yeah, no, so it, it's, you know, it's as a teacher myself, it's... Um, 
you know, I, I think there's always that uh, feeling of wanting to know what's best and make sure everything's going well with them at home. And of course, is having students in front of me all day long and hoping the best for them. For my own kids, it's of course um, just you know worrying about them. And you know, you read through all of Paul's letters, and he's always kind of worrying about how things went, and, and you know, in Ephesus and all these different places, and um, real kind of his burden um, as being a, an apostle uh, mm. out there. So, mm. Saint Paul. Thought maybe it was because God knocks you off your high horse sometimes. It doesn't technically say he was on a I horse. I knew so he was going to say that. You know, it's our. You know. <laughs> I was like, that is always. Was, thank he you for the setup there. I appreciate that. that was, uh, always. I served up. Yes. I think it's Wonderfully. very fitting too because Paul is saying the same thing over, over and, and over, over again <laughs> in all his messages to the people like, hey, I mean, we talked about this before. I haven't referred to him as stupid yet. Well, but actually, not but foolish, doing it yeah. quite right. So let's go over this again. Yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't hear me the first yeah. time, yeah. I'm going to write you letter number two. Fitting. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. You stupid Galatians, right? Know, and it's right? like foolish children. So our other question is about how dads are called to live that vocation inside their homes. We hear a lot about how dads should take on the role as the spiritual leaders of the home, right? Like inside the domestic church. What do you guys, like number one, what does that look like in your homes? Or what do you, what do you think that could look like in different types of homes? Because we have all different kinds of families who listen here. Right. I'm not sure if there's a good baseline for what that's supposed to look like in the house. I'm not sure if people have the wrong idea, if there's supposed to be some grand gestures or role the father takes on when it's as simple as going to church every week, you know, praying with your kids before a meal. Uh, There's little things, living your faith out in front of your kids so they can see you doing it. It doesn't have to be this huge to-do that, you know, is worthy to post on social media to show off to all Mm. your friends. Mm. It's just the little things that you can do throughout the day, throughout the week, yeah. uh, to, to show your kids that you live this life and it's, it's okay, it's mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. And, and I think you have to, um, and, and echoing that first off, let me just say like, you know, sitting out and reading your Bible every once in a while where your kids are at, uh, one of my, both of my sons, they, they notice. Um, it's not something that I'm, hey guys, I'm reading my Bible now kind of thing, I'm announcing it to everybody, but if I'm just sitting there, read a little bit, they, they notice, particularly in the evenings as everything's hopefully getting settled, you know, but <laughs> it's not, but it, you know, you think so, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's having them see you take things seriously and, and that prayer is important. I will say that like, for me, at least the most important thing is starting the day, um, with prayer. Um, I think if, you know, at some point I, I would say probably seven, eight years ago, um, just made a commitment to start getting up early in the morning and then having more kids um, as they came around uh, you had to get up earlier and earlier you know maybe it started at six and now it's at five and I, I know Russ you get up a little earlier than even that um, but really kind of like this is my opportunity to commune with God for half hour an hour and for, for each and every person it's different it doesn't have to you know I'm, I usually spend about an hour uh, reading scripture, uh, silence, like just praying quietly. Different, you know. There's different types of contemplative prayer, and uh, scripture is kind of my prayer language. So those uh, two things are essential. And praying over my family before the day gets going, um, being very specific and intentional. Like I think that's the key word, right? Is intentional. Um, you know, and, and it's January or February, and it's really cold outside. You don't want to get up anyways, and you're like, I'm gonna. I'm, my job as a husband, right, and a father, and but it all starts first with being a disciple. And if I'm not 
kind of um, fill in the tank with that every morning through scripture and through prayer and through just sitting with the Lord. Let him talk to me, right? You know, uh, how often do we talk to our kids and we're like, man, they're not listening to me, but yet I won't listen to God. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... We've we, had we, that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say something yeah. to our kids and we'll be like, oh, I just heard God saying the same thing right. to Oh, me. wait, that wasn't for you. That was right. for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got to listen. You know, you got to give God time to speak to your heart. Um, and sometimes it's through the word. Sometimes it's just a quiet, you know, still sounding voice in the heart, you know. So th- that would be my main thing. Mm. What about um, in your relationship with your spouses? Like, how are you living that vocation? No pressure. No pressure. None. We are not staring at you. We're not going to call you out if you lie. No. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a challenge now. Wow. Right? <laughs> wow. I think the uh, most important part is, you know, you have to like your spouse, mm. right? I mean, we are together till death do us part and mm. probably beyond. We both know that. Mm. Um, <laughs> we can have an eye roll <laughs> discussion about that later. Uh, okay, go on. <laughs> but I think... The basis of any relationship is liking the person, mm-hmm. loving the person, willing to go through the good and the bad. And we've been through the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much detail you've shared, but you know we've had some downs and yeah. we've had some really up, really good highs. Yeah. And um, I would, I could not see myself doing it with anyone but her. Mm. Um, so having that basis of liking each other mm-hmm. uh, and going from there. I mean, I'm sure Nicole shared my conversion story. Uh, not no, really. Not really. No. We've shared that you are a convert, but not the yeah. story yeah, itself. So when we were married, I was not Catholic. I was a, I don't even know what the term would be. You're, I was a I mean, non-practicing you're... Christian. Okay. I was Protestant. That was how I was raised. Yeah. Um, and through years, and Nicole was never direct. She never said, you have to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I want you to. She did ask that we raise our kids Catholic, which I was totally fine with. And uh, through the years of attending Mass with her and going to church and asking questions, I was able to finally see the truth and, and come back into the church where I was meant to be. Yeah. So and it started that, with you liking me. And right. it started with me oh, liking her. So. Way nice. back in the day, I hear there were fireworks. God's yes. plans for us, literal fireworks, yes. yes. But God's plans for us involved not only us being together, but also bringing me into the into yeah, the church. It is, so. it is definitely a beautiful thing to see how God draws us closer to himself through our vocation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Timothy? Just one thing I do with my senior students is that I do a thing called a Q&A and um, give them an opportunity to ask me any question they want. And so one of the things they uh, asked me last week was, do you believe your wife is your soulmate? And I look at them and I say, no. Ooh. I would answer the same way, though. And, uh, that's and a then good question. That's they, that we, yeah. Well, that's, that's what happens. I They all kind of give me dirty looks and think I'm a horrible person. And then I go, my wife says the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So you have to be on the same page, I think, um, whatever page that might be. <laughs> I'm not sure. Mm. Each day we might be reading different books, but we're on the same page. <laughs> we're on a but page we're somewhere. We're on a page somewhere. But as Russ said, you know, you got to actually like your spouse. Um and my wife and I, we, we, you know, it's one of those things, again, where you're sitting in a room and um, with the kids all around making a lot of noise and arguing with each other or just spreading out a bunch of Legos that, you know, at some point a few minutes later is going to cause a lot of pain. And you can just look at your wife and, you know, you give her that, you know, that look and she knows we exactly know. what's going on. You know, you're in the same, uh, you know, kind of wavelength and all that. And so, again, that develops over time. That's not a, 
you know, I, I think I'm, I'm a little different than I was when we first got married. I've grown in different ways. I don't think, I don't believe like you can change your husband or change your wife. I think you grow together. Um, but that takes time. That is kind of an organic thing. Yeah. Uh, you grow in trust. You begin to, you know, see the other side of, of different situations that come up and maybe where there's a little conflict or disagreement and you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe I have to rethink this a little bit, but like there should have been six marigolds in the flower pot and not three. Three? Well, yeah. I did put lavender in there because you, you like lavender. I do. So. Oh, yeah. see. <laughs> but I think that goes back to your other point earlier about like how what's really important is that you're intentional. Yep. Right. Yep. You know, because if you're being intentional and you're committed to that relationship, if you like each other enough to want to be intentional, yep. then that's really what's going to solidify. Yep. Well, and I, I think, too, that that question is I get that question from students as well about the soulmate. And I think that that is that Hallmark movie or um, Disney kind of romance, maybe the princess movies where you have this one person that will fulfill your every desire and make you feel whole and loved. And the only person that does that is God. Amen. Right. And so I think that that is somewhere where we are so similar and something that very much works in our marriage is we understand that neither one of us is around to, you know, to fulfill every whim of the other. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be times we don't agree on things, but I think also the longer we've been married, the more we're able to kind of sift through what's really important, what isn't, to know what the other person needs in conflict. Like, I just need to be left alone and I'll figure out that I'm overreacting by myself. Yeah. But if you needle me, then it's just going to escalate. Mm-hmm. My kids have not figured that out just yet. <laughs> they have not. They never do. They never <laughs> I, do. I feel like one you of the know. things I say often, again, is leave your mother alone. Leave your mother alone. Leave your mother alone. <laughs> oh, yeah, for and sure. Of course not. Let's go right into the bedroom. Hey, make it worse. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and yeah. mine is get out of your dad's chair. Get out of your dad's <laughs> chair. Get out of your dad's chair. You know, that reminds me of a conversation we just had, like, it was just a few months ago. We were mentoring an engaged couple, and we were talking about, like, what we wanted to make sure we covered in our conversation with them. And and we were like, really, like, part of it is the realization that it, it's, it's kind of like – you, you just don't, you just give it your best shot. Like there yeah. is no way to know how well this could turn out or how badly it could turn out. Right. But if you're committed and you're willing to put that in, that, that you're being intentional about the way you want to live your vocation, that's mm-hmm. really what's going to make it work. I think that's kind of how we put it. I mean, I think, I think we might've just said, actually, this is kind of a crapshoot, but <laughs> <laughs> there's no textbook to answer. Right. There's no, no textbook answer. answer. There's yeah. no answer. It's just, you, you have two people, you work together Mm-hmm. And it's gonna work out. I mean, well, I mean, it, if you're it both could. working together, <laughs> well, right? It, you know. But I think too, that's why the vows that we say when we get married are so important. Like mm. they're they're not just haphazardly thrown together. They are intentional as well. Yeah. Because we know that in life we could be richer or poorer. We know that in life there will be health issues. We know even as we're welcoming children that there are going to be issues, and so. It's entering into that covenant mm. to know that, you know, this is for life no matter yeah. which of those comes our way. All right. I have kind of a deep question for you guys Uh-oh. now. What are your thoughts about this caricature of dads, like the way dads tend to be portrayed in the media or even like commercials and things like that versus the more authentic role of a father? The dumb dad phenomenon? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like those yeah. commercials where the dad well, is like totally out because, of the loop yeah. and totally yeah. ignorant of how to turn on the washing machine or whatever. They try to make it out like. Or they're only oh, into beer is... or only right. into barbecue right. or only into cars. Mm-hmm. You have to have one thing you stick with when you become a dad and that's it. That's all you mm-hmm. get. 
you know, like it was when Father's Day comes around, right? Oh, and, gosh. Uh, oh, yeah. All, we all need uh, new, uh, you know, leaf trimmers and different types of uh, power washers, power washers and, tools and, all and barbecue sort of things that we, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a power washer but maybe maybe our dads are just a little more multi-dimensional there you that. go that's all we're Hopefully. saying that's all we're saying i mean you, you can think of different examples of tv show people right um not a big fan of of everybody loves Raymond just because I, I don't like the character of the, the dad. Yeah, he's like classic like he's dumb dad, kind of right? The perfect like, one, right? Yeah. He, sometimes he makes Homer Simpson look pretty. Yes, thank you. Pretty good. So, sorry if anybody. Oh, everybody likes does that not show. love Raymond. I know. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of four here does not. So, um, I but am yeah. indifferent towards You're Raymond. Indifferent, right. Well, but I think a lot gets lost, like around Father's Day, which we're starting to see um, coming up here in a week or two, you'll start seeing all the stuff in the stores. And like, again, it's the same 20 things you see every Father's Day, grilling accessories, right. something with a beer label on it or a beer logo on it, um, something, you know, the, the dad joke. Handbook. Handbook, that's all we're good at. I don't know. Type I, thing. I think Nicole would say, I like the dad jokes. I love the dad jokes. Those are oh, we love the dad jokes too, but <laughs> there's saying. more to us than <laughs> Absolutely. the dad jokes. Yes, of, course. of course. So the caricature that you bring up is it's interesting because the media portrayal of the dad is that they're they're dim witted or not they're not dumb, but they're not as smart as the wife. Mm-hmm. The wife is, you know, the one who knows all and does all, which for the most part, is kind of true. You guys run the house. Mm. Let's let's be honest. Uh, scheduling and getting the kids mm. things in order. You know that better than any of us do. So I'll admit that. I try. I have a calendar on my phone that I try to use. <laughs> um, but the caricature of the dad not being quite with it and only being very one-dimensional is it's damaging because our our identity should be rooted in in Christ, right? Because mm-hmm. we're supposed to be emulating Christ in the church in our relationship with our spouses Mm -hmm. and of course secular media is not going to pick up on that or show that Um, and i'm hard pressed to think of a show that really played the mother and father in a positive way like that without going back 75 years i guess my follow-up to that would be we've talked a little bit about the caricature in secular media do you feel like there is a corner of the church in which there is kind of that flat unidimensional portrayal of what a Catholic man or a Catholic husband or a Catholic father ought to be. Well, just to take it back to secular media, the, the Christian stereotype would be Ned Flanders, to sure. the super pious, super nerdy, super uh, um, everything's Jesus, 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 mm. Jesus, sure. which it should be, but right. I mean, it's, they, they use it to a point where it's annoying. Um, and then when we look in our own church groups, it's... I don't want to say lacking, but I do think there's a lot more that can be done. Like maybe they're not looking at what they need to deliver to men yeah. in a deeper way. They're they're glossing the surface. They're just looking at the character saying, okay, we're going to have a barbecue night for dads. Mm. Yeah. We're going to have a bowling night. We're going to have this and that. And they're not really addressing what it is a lot of these men need. Not even knowing what it is these men need because they themselves as fathers probably don't really know. Mm-hmm. Well, then this is kind of a natural follow-up to that. What is something you think that Catholic men and dads should be talking about more? What are their needs? I think simply living this life in 2023 as a Christian or as a Catholic man with everything going on around us, it's a minefield to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Tim, you work in 
a school system right now, I'm sure you have a lot of experiences in that. Yeah, I, I, again, I would say I think that it goes back to helping men be intentional about what their primary first thing they need to do. Like, um, the church has so many different, like, um, uh, you know, devotions and types of prayers. You know, you don't have to be a rosary person, right? And sometimes I, I don't know if men get into the, uh, you know, start a different prayer and they're like, well, I don't want to pray rosary, that sort of thing. But there's other ways to pray and to, you know, get into scripture or things like that. Um, how do we, as a church, kind of open that space where they can kind of experience and maybe even experiment with the types of prayer and that so that they recognize that that is their primary job at first is to be a disciple and then to go from there to husband and then you know your uh, father right um, and, and again I think men don't naturally come together in like men's groups uh, meeting Saturday morning I know there's a lot of them out there and that sort of thing and I, and I think a lot of those different men's groups perhaps are I have been meeting for a long time, and maybe they have the same people. How do you reach out to the newer people who are coming to the church, who is the father with the the new kid, you know, who's holding on to him or chasing him around in the back of the church during during Mass? How do we reach them um, and say, hey, there's there's a space for you? It doesn't mean, you know, you have to be an usher, right, or any other thing that's there, but, like, how can we welcome them and give them an opportunity to grow in their faith first and foremost, uh, and then how that kind of trickles down to the other main areas of their, who they are, right? It's their identity as a son of the father, right? As a husband and as a father of their own children. So, you know what I'm, I'm kind of hearing both of you say is that um, sometimes there's this tendency for men in like the busyness of life to be like on autopilot almost, you know, like you do the things, you, you know, you, you check the calendar, you change the diaper, you do the things, but there, there's, there's like, no awareness of even needing to be intentional mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So like even just kind of turning that light on and saying, hey, <laughs> you're being invited to be more intentional about the way right. you do this. And it doesn't have to be like a big grand gesture. Like you said, Russ, it could be something small, but but make it meaningful just through your intention for, for what you desire for yourself and for your family. Yeah. And I think too, to the point that you know, for women, it's more natural to talk about all the things. Sure. Right. We, what is it? We utter like, maybe this is an exaggeration, but like 500 words per one word for a man. <laughs> but um, so I think to creating spaces for men to be able to have those conversations and to build the relationship so that they can have conversations while they're doing other things. Because um, I, I, I have witnessed that when we try to have a dad's group that mimics a mom's group, that doesn't That's work. That's not going to work. Right? Because dads don't work that way. They don't want to sit in a circle and share. They don't want to. No. <laughs> they don't want to have a reflection time in small groups. That's usually right. not. It's usually right. not the style of gathering right. that and they're going to be drawn to. that doesn't mean that like, you need to be out riding your motorcycles right. either. But, you know, somewhere a happy medium to be able to speak to their needs and their personality styles, prayer styles. We've talked about that, too, that each of us has our own unique personality and um, charisms and prayer styles and to be able to just be open to where the spirit is moving to figure out timing wise too for young dads you know they're working their kids are little they don't want to leave their wife at home alone yeah and so for us as wives to to be quiet long enough that they can maybe express some of those <laughs> needs <laughs> right and to not always take over 
and to allow them the time to figure out what it is that they need and how it is that they need it to be done. Yeah, I like it. Well, we're kind of ramping up toward the end here. Do you guys have any other parting words of wisdom or advice you want to share with any dads who might be listening this week? Go to church. Mm-hmm. Go to church with your family. Um, live that life in front of them. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to live that life in front of your children and, and show them how, how awesome it can be and how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talk with them. Answer their questions. Show them what it means to pray. Show them how to pray. You know, show them the things that need to be shown. I mean, it's it's not our parish's job to teach us how to be Catholic 100%. Like, we have to do some of the legwork on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that's going to come from our parents. That's that's us. So we need to get out there and step it up and and start having a more deeper relationship with, with our church and with our children. Yeah. And there's a ton of resources online to educate yourself about the faith. Um, and so reach out for those things, podcasts, right? And mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, websites and things like that where you can, if you're, if you're feeling like, I don't know where to start with reading a Bible or, or, you know, the catechism or whatever. You know, there's tons of things out there now than there weren't, you know, back 20 years ago. Um, but the other thing I would say is, you know, be present, right? Be there. I, I You know, one of the other pet peeves that Rocky and I always talk about is, um, you know, man caves. Like, <laughs> I don't... We, we have a little space in our, our basement, which is kind of our little prayer little space. library chapel. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. But, yes. you know, the whole house is... It's not My like house, a hiding it's her spot. House. It's We're like, not I don't animals hide. in don't that Don't hide sense. in the right. cave, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's kind of another one of those like men stereotypes, right? You need to get your man cave, right? I just um, want my she shed. She shed. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I think just being out there, right? Being with your kids, um, taking them for walks, right? Um, I just took my daughter for like an hour walk, which I wasn't planning on doing. I actually wanted to kind of hang out and just take it easy. And for the, it was end of the day and hour later we're walking and had a great conversation on some things she was struggling with and you know i i might have gone into hiding she mm. might have she did but uh now it, you know the next day she forgotten about everything we talked about but you know we still <laughs> so she asked the same question again but you're just like what oh my gosh 100 percent. but i was there for happens. her right yeah and yeah. she'll remember that i walked with her yeah she right. might not even she remember, will not remember. Yeah. She, she does not remember probably make up where we actually went but <laughs> You know, but we did do the, you know, we walked together. So I think, again, don't hide in your man cave or your garage or whatever. Be in the presence of your children. You know, God is in, you know, God's in our presence all the time. Why would we, we don't hide from him. And he doesn't, certainly does not hide from us. So don't hide from our children. You know, do things around them. So Date night. Date night. Yes. Also that, that's the other thing we wanted to make sure we mentioned was how grateful we are for opportunities to spend with our spouses without the kids around. Absolutely. Because we were joking before we started that if this were an authentic podcast to emulate what our family lives are like, we would get about three words in and then a kid would run in with something earth shattering, which is not at all earth shattering to tell us or to complain about. So couple that, fights to break up. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right, right. Can, can we just take, let's just take like one quick second. Let, Russ, do you want to tell them about what happens today after work? So Russ gets home from work and I said, um, I was in a Zoom meeting and the 13-year-old pops his head around the corner. I'm in the middle of talking like to people, like I'm in charge of the meeting. I wasn't just like a silent attender, okay? And he's like, mom, we have a problem. And I'm like thinking there's like some kind of emergency, like oh, someone yeah. got injured. I'm like, What? And I like mute myself and turn off the camera and I turn around and he says, the sword I ordered for my costume 
is real. <laughs> so Russ gets home and I'm like, I need you to just go in your room and open this box and look at this thing that your son ordered on Amazon. So our son is filming a trailer slash possible TV show with some friends from school. Oh. I think it's a school project. I have not gotten a straight answer from him on that yet. Yeah. But part of it involves some costumes, and it's a medieval-based type show they're writing. His character has a sword. His character has a sword. So he bought his own sword online, Mm. and I didn't realize he had already gone through with it. But when the sword arrived today mm-hmm. via Amazon, it was probably like a 24-inch long sharpened blade with this weird design and a serrated edge. It was like nice. Rambo's Asian's mm. cousin's knife. Oh, my goodness. It was not It was green. A costume, had a, not a costume. Had a dragon no. in it. It was really cool looking, right. but I'm like, I didn't know. He's like, you can't, you can't carry this out in public. No, swears he thought it was plastic. <laughs> it was not plastic. He realized he he made a mistake. So it was, you know, I said, look, we're not mad. It was obviously an error. We're gonna send this back, um, but we will have to together find a suitable prop for you to use. Absolutely. So, so how do you walk that back into like Kohl's or UPS store <laughs> or the Amazon drop in the off? box and in don't the box tell them what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Right? I've gone in with books and other things, but a sword, that would be amazing. Yeah, so that would be one that you package at home. <laughs> right. I was grateful for Dad's presence today for that conversation because at first he was trying to convince me that he could, like, take it outside and, like, smack it oh. against the sidewalk and dull the blade and then still use it. And I was like, no, I don't think... I don't think that's going to work. He's like, no, it'll be fine. I was like, you know what? We're just going to set this in Dad's room next to Dad's bed. And when Dad gets home... He can, he, and I'm so glad he did because he gave he gave Russ like zero pushback. He was like, "Okay, sure. Dad." Like he totally trusted Dad. Yeah. But apparently, Dad is the weapons expert. Okay, just hearing <laughs> Dad mom's say, just, "You know, Mom's just over overreacting. It's not that bad." <laughs> right. Running my It'll thumb only be across a flesh the wound. blade, saying, "This will cut you bad. This <laughs> right. is a real sharpened knife." I think, Do you understand that? He's like, "Oh, yeah, huh." I put a little authority behind the weapons. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, sorry. Sorry right. to interject in the middle of our closing off there, but I just had to share that because it literally just happened, and yeah. I was so grateful for Dad being able to interject there. That was a perfect example of, like, Dad needing to have a talk, that right. Mom just could not be the one Absolutely. to have it. So thank you for so, being present, for being intentional. So what is our actionable item? We always leave our listeners with some sort of concrete action that they can take in this week ahead. Without repeating myself, I would say... Um, what is your vocational call? And think about the correct order in that. You know, God, your wife, your uh, your kids. Um, sometimes my kids say, "Do you like? Does do you love God more than your wife?" And it's like, yes. And and I hope she does as well. Um, so having the correct kind of um, order, um, because when that's the order's correct, then, and then things start to work. Um, so that would be action item. That's a great one for the moms and the dads. Yeah. See, I, I tell the kids, they know I love God more than, than Nicole, but they get mad when I say I love Nicole more than I love them. <laughs> Same in yes. our house, too. Same they thing. get so offended. Yep. You love Dad more than us? Yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. And, and then he says, like, if I didn't, we'd all be in trouble, I know, right? Like, right. It's important you would that not I be love here. You would not be here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you for listening to this special episode of Beyond Sunday. The moms are reclaiming the mics now. Also, we have an email address, Woo. and we would love to hear from you. Drop us a note at beyondsunday at aod.org. 
You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the Pime Missionaries. The Pime Missionaries are Catholic priests and brothers changing lives and sharing the merciful joy of Christ with those who need it most through the Pime Sponsorships at a Distance program. Become a Pime sponsor today and bring lasting change to the life of a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or a seminarian. Learn about the impact that you can have at pimeusa.org slash 52 sponsorships.